All right, all right, all right. We are live on everywhere right now. I'm super excited because this is not something that happens every single day. You guys all know that I love interviewing outstanding people in the world. And over the last few weeks, especially during this uh, challenging and changing times in the world, I've been interviewing business people and billionaires and some interesting politicians and people who are changing the world. But I've never yet managed to interview anyone who's been in space. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm super, super excited that today I'm interviewing not just an astronaut, but I'm interviewing someone who's actually the first in the world, a scientist who became a spacecraft commander. He participated in some very, very unique missions to go out to space that were between 2007 and 2011, if I'm not mistaken. In 2020, he published his first book in English, Space Leadership, which unfortunately I gotta say I've not read yet, but I'm looking forward to the audiobook because I'm an audiobook kind of guy. He's got awesome hobbies that I know into photo albums, from what I understood. And you were a big, big fan of nature. You love photography, it's a big thing. You're a family man just like me, but you are a few steps ahead of me with four amazing kids. I was very, very lucky to connect with this beautiful man on multiple occasions, both in Russia and in Singapore. And I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, in Singapore, I saw him rocking the audience in such an amazing way, even more than the Queen of the Netherlands. She opened up the event. She had some clapping and it was good. He closed the event, standing ovation. Everyone went crazy. Ladies and gentlemen, please, please, please. Join me to welcome Sergei Rizansky, my first astronaut on the show. Sergei, welcome. Hi, Gil. Very, very excited. So first of all, tell us, where are you coming in from? Because it looks like you're beaming in from space, but where in the world are you right now? I'm uh, sitting at my home in Moscow, uh, Russia. Uh, we're almost ready to go on vacation with my kids uh, rafting uh, in a really serious uh, uh, water sport uh, challenge river so um, looking forward to it <laughs> after nice. a long, long time of isolation <laughs> yeah well i'm a huge fan of nature as well and it's really beautiful here in, in bali we haven't really had much of an isolation so we've been able to enjoy nature but you know, I'm going to dive right in, you know, Sergey, because isolation for most people in the world was one of the most difficult things they've ever experienced. The whole idea of being alone, being in a closed space, being in a small apartment. I'm just assuming that for you as a kind of a piece of cake, you were just remembering back in the days, being in a spaceship for a long time. So talk to us about what was the difference for you in the last few months, you know, in isolation at home, compared to being isolated up there in space. Uh, you know, my background is not only to space flights, but also participation in many on-ground uh, simulation experiments. And uh, one of them was Mars 500, so it's simulation uh, of Mars flight. Um, so I read about that, but I don't think anybody knows what Mars 500 means. Uh, if we uh, approximately calculate the future Mars mission, it will last for 500 days. Going there, 
uh, approximately 30 days uh, on orbit and then going back. So um, international team of um, specialists from European Space Agency, NASA and the Russian Space Agency decided to have this uh, on-ground simulation to see how uh, our team, I was commander of three crews there, our team uh, will communicate with Mission Control Center. Um, the main uh, difficulty that uh, we will uh, see there is that uh, when I am on International Space Station, I can uh, call any person in our world. And if I will be on Mars orbit, the difference in uh, signal will be up to 20 minutes. So I am addressing to you, hi Gil, you'll hear it in 20 minutes. And in additional 20 minutes, I will hear, hey, Sergey. So um, communication that we're used to will be not possible. So, no, you cannot uh, do a Zoom call with someone. Absolutely. So it will be a package, so-called package communication. Mm. Uh, so crew will be much more autonomous. Uh, crew will receive additional responsibility for their decisions. So it's absolutely another way of um, mission organization. So it's, it's really strict isolation. Uh, mm. In Moscow, here in Moscow, uh, because uh, Moscow is a huge city, we had uh, big problems with uh, Corona uh, and we had really strict isolation. And I spent two months in my finally new flat, new house, and uh, just with my family and um, uh, not uh, having fun uh, going outside. And definitely it reminds me about uh, my isolation experiment and uh, how you communicate with your team uh, from remote, uh, how you can support your team uh, when they're sitting far away, uh, how you organize your work there. The main thing uh, that I remember and I noticed that um, in normal life, usual life, our brain is used to receive uh, multiple incoming sources of information. Uh, we, we meet new people, we have new smells, uh, smell of uh, flowers, smell of spring. Uh, we see, uh, I don't know, beautiful girls on the streets or um, uh, hear uh, nice bird songs. And in isolation, with the, the lack of incoming information, it's science term is sensory deprivation. Mm. So lack of incoming information. Um, your brain uh, starts to react hyper-emotionally. So um, small joke that will cause you just smile in uh, your usual life. There will be five minutes of love. Um, really not careful one not careful word will can be the reason of uh, real fight and conflict wow. so you're reacting on everything hyper emotionally there's and a lot a lot less information you're not again you're not smelling you're not seeing you don't 
Wow, that's very, very interesting. I'm assuming for some of the introverts out there in the world, this might be a good thing. <laughs> but, but still, even for introverts, uh, it's, um, it's something that will make their brain uh, work less productive. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, my background is uh, human physiology and my PhD is in space medicine and human physiology. So I am still interested in all these physiological effects and how our brain uh, can work better, how we can change it. And I, by the way, is uh, finishing the new masterclass about uh, our brain and how to, to make us more efficient. Um, all this different information, not really um, relevant for our professional activity, is building new neuron connections that in the end will uh, will result in increasing your professional efficiency um, for example tasting new food with uh, closed eyes it's training your brain it's training mm -hmm. the special part of your brain um, responsible for this um, taste uh, recognizing cells, but it, the whole brain will benefit from it because uh, there will be more neuron connection. So um, main thing when uh, you're working from remote, when you're sitting in isolation is to enrich your daily activity with uh, different, uh, different type of, uh, types of activities. Like mm. um, for, for an hour, I'm reading a book. Uh, then I'm uh, giving a talk for two hours. Then I'm watching a movie with my kid. Uh, sport every day uh, with my kids, with my wife. Uh, then uh, for half an hour playing with my cat. We have new family member, uh, <laughs> which is joy. Um, maybe uh, cooking new food. So you are enriching your day. And mm. this will make you professionally uh, more efficient. I think this is such a, a simple but such a beautiful thing for everyone to really comprehend how important it is. And I guess when I'm listening to you, I'm thinking about these movies that I've watched. I'm thinking about people who are in space. You really have to keep to routines. You have to keep busy. You, you, there, there's nothing really to do unless you keep yourself busy by checking this, by checking that, making sure everything is okay, learning, studying, developing yourself. So tell me, you know, if, if people in the world want to learn from you right now, what is that kind of routine that you think an entrepreneur out there should really have during COVID time? Because I personally believe the isolation we've been through is not the end. I think something else is going to happen in the future. It's almost like what we've just gone through is a preparation. It's like what you had to do on land in order to get to space. So I love that. So Sergey, someone like yourself, you just had a couple of months of preparation. How should we, as entrepreneurs, normal people who want to thrive in life, want to be able to add value, how should we be preparing ourselves for what's coming next? So um, I, I absolutely agree with you that this is not the end. Uh, we will have more um, remote activities that we had before. We will have another... Um, in other epidemic cases, unfortunately. So um, main thing is uh, 
first thing is do not panic. Think in positive way. Okay, uh, now I'm not uh, wasting my time going for, for my office. Okay, how can I use this time to receive uh, the, the biggest profit? Uh, educating myself or spending additional time with my uh, beloved ones or uh, I don't know, um, find some new activity that I can participate. So um, think positive way. Uh, second is um, spend time and create your schedule. Uh, in flight, we have everything in our official schedule. Hygiene, uh, sports, sleeping time, uh, food time, uh, call to your relatives, everything is in official schedule and uh, you must learn how to stick to it uh, because uh, it helps you to uh, organize your time better uh, working from uh, your home uh, it makes you think that oh okay i can sleep till um, midday um, it's fun, I'm free person finally now, and, and then I will do my job. Uh, that's wrong way, because uh, this will ruin your um, physiological pattern of uh, mm -hmm. uh, being awake and asleep. So you should stick to the normal uh, schedule that is that you are used to, or that is better for your job. Um, this must be your internal law. Um, and it's like these routines you just walked us through, the waking up on time, the doing the speeches, the eating, the exercise, the time with the family. It's like you've broken it down to make sure that your body is still in full. Uh, you, you're, you're still using your, your, your body and your life fully. I love that. You're maximizing life even during COVID time. Absolutely. And uh, also, uh, as I said, it's not physiologically correct. You're training your, your biggest muscle, your brain, uh, in reaching your daily schedule and giving uh, new activities. Uh, also, it's uh, during this hard time, it's great reminder for all of us that we should think about our health and health of our relatives. So exercising, uh, doing sports, uh, uh, the, this will make you, if, if you will uh, accidentally uh, will be sick, uh, you will fight with uh, this uh, illness much better. So please mm. take care of your health. <laughs> well, I, I love how, you know, I'm listening very, very carefully to what you're saying, but I really hope that our, our friends and listeners are listening to the golden nuggets that Sergey is sharing here because it's kind of, you connected our daily routine to the way our mind is actually operating. You connected to the mind, to the health, which is super important because people think if they keep healthy or they eat some healthy food, but the mind if your mind goes crazy, and I remember actually my wife even made a post about this in the beginning of COVID, that if the mind goes into fear and it goes into blaming others and it goes into this kind of this negative position, people will get sick. 
Yeah, definitely. Is that something you guys were trained for space as well, I guess? Because in space, your mind needs to be like, whoa. Also, um, uh, your thoughts shape who you are. So mm. uh, e uh, I had this uh, experience when in uh, one of my crews, uh, there was uh, one crew member just spreading out this negative energy. Oh, food is not tasty. Um, what a fool was creating this daily schedule. It's just bullshit. And um, suddenly I realized that his negative energy is spreading out throughout the whole crew. All other guys start reacting also with this negative approach. Finally, I found myself thinking the same negative way. So it's it's just ugly disease spreading out. So um, select your thoughts like you're selecting your clothes in your wardrobe every day. Uh, think positive way. Okay, it's hard times, yes, but I can use it for, I don't know, renovate my uh, business or uh, create something new or um, create new relations in my team, uh, supporting them and uh, supporting their families. Um, people with smile, uh, they're, they're great. They're more successful. They're, uh, people will like you because you are smiling. And this is the way how a person should act uh, even in a stressful uh, condition, stressful situation. Mm, I love that. Now, because you've had so much of this experience and, you know, working under such isolated conditions, challenging conditions for most human beings. And I think one of the, you mentioned a little bit about it, working with remote teams, the whole world, you know, in the beginning of March, had to learn how to work with remote teams. It was like the biggest and fastest way for all of us to get a crash course. I believe most people got it wrong, including ourselves. We've had to learn, we had to go through battles. Can you tell me, what do you guys learn in your, you know, I don't know how many years you have to learn before you can go off to space, but what do you guys learn makes a successful remote team? What are those things that really make it work? Um, first of all, uh, working with remote team, uh, you should create the nice system of communications and it should be not only about work communication. It should be something unofficial when uh, you're, for example, uh, at the end of the week, uh, you're having flight debrief. Okay, guys, we spent this week and that was difficult week. So tell me. Uh, what we can change to do it better. Uh, tell me uh, what uh, were fun parts. By the way, uh, even uh, during uh, such type of work, uh, being on remote, you can support your colleagues. You can bring back that positive atmosphere that should be in every team. It is really, really easy. You should be just, um, just uh, being creative. Um, example. It's Paw Patrol, uh, heads uh, stolen from my kid. Uh, you're smiling. 
it's easy to make uh, your colleagues smile. And we were using a lot of such things. Uh, just imagine adults, serious people working on board the International Space Station. At, um, tell um, Mission Control Center, hey, Houston, we have a problem. Mm. Please come on board. It means uh, Houston is allowed to turn on the camera to see what's, what's happening. So when they turned on the camera, they saw big hairy monkey. It was me, Minion, uh, Spider-Man, uh, Superman, and, uh, and another character. They were shocked. But that was a really hard time for Mission Control Center in Houston because it was 2017 with a great flood in Houston. So we decided that we, they are also part of our team. We need to support them. So we created the event. We, uh, and um, first of all, we, we saw uh, that we, have, we start having some tensions, some problems with them because uh, they have difficulties uh, there back on Earth. So we decided to create this swim. Uh, after, after this, uh, everything was so smooth, so great. And uh, people from Mission Control Center are still, uh, still remembering that crazy crew that was <laughs> on board the station that time. So being creative and uh, creating this positive atmosphere, it's, it's helping everyone to survive, to, to fight with uh, these stress conditions. Mm. I think this is so beautiful and so important. I love that, how you could bring the human side to it. You know, the other day I was interviewing uh, another friend, James Taylor, who was talking about productivity and creativity. And he said something very, very similar to not forget that fun part where if you were working in the same office, you'd talk to someone next to the lunch or next to the coffee machine, you'd have some chit chat. But when we're working remotely, we forget to do that. We just get in touch on Zoom, talk business, and then disconnect. And I love this idea of like dressing up, making people laugh, doing something that brings out the human side that allows us to build a rapport with each other as friends. And I love how you did that for them when they were going through a difficult time. So I actually thought you were going to tell me that they did something for you guys because you guys are in space. You guys have more stress than they do. But I love that you turned it around and you guys actually served them from above. Just spiritually, just a very beautiful thing. So yeah, I know that you've been through a lot of changes in your life as, you know, being a student for so many years of a PhD, then being a scientist, being an astronaut, you then also became a speaker, a lecturer, an author. You've moved in a way industries and you've transitioned yourself and not only in Russia, you're now traveling, well, not now, but in the last years, you've traveled all over the world, giving speeches and some, some of the most important people in the world. Now you're doing it online almost every single day. You've been able to adapt to change. And I guess some of it is connected to you. You studied it in a way like an astronaut needs to cope with change. How can the average human being that's listening to us right now, people who are entrepreneurs, they need to cope with change right now. They need to maybe change industries. Some industries are kaput. That's it. No more. They, the industry is finished. They need to switch jobs. It's not easy mentally. It's not easy physically. 
some people are like, oh my God, I'm too old. I have too many kids. I have too many responsibilities. But then look at you. You're not a young 20 year old anymore. You got four kids, you got responsibilities, but you're still able to, you know, switch around and make it happen. What are some of those tips that you can give people out in the world that they could truly implement in their life today? Um, so, um, f several things. First of all, life is absolutely crazy and the stress and changes, it's just normal thing. Mm. Uh, also, life is uh, so interesting and so different and unfortunately so short that uh, uh, I really want to try everything. Uh, second is that uh, we are always creating borders around ourselves, borders and boundaries. Oh, this mountain is so high, I will never climb there. Um, this project is so difficult. No, our team will, will not waste time on that. Uh, for, for, I don't know, Russian uh, astronauts to speak all over the world and to give talks, uh, nobody done it before, so uh, it's impossible. Uh, we are giving up even before start trying. When you're looking at our planet from above, you're not able to see this pink country, green country, uh, blue country that we have on the school globe. Um, there are no borders visible from space. And suddenly you realize that all borders that we have here on Earth, they're in our mind. We're creating them ourselves. And so if we understand this, we will be able to do much more that we even can imagine. So there are no borders. You are creating them yourselves. Uh, just think about it and, and maybe it will be much easier to switch to another direction, another type of business, another activities. Um, it is really important to think this way. Um, also, I think that um, the most interesting part of astronaut job is that um, we are universal soldiers. We're, we should be as backup to each other. For example, um, I have, um, okay, one crew has um, medical specialist in this crew, military pilot and good engineer. What if uh, medical specialist uh, will be sick? So uh, we have no other doctors. So we should be able to replace each other and play uh, each other's role. And so this is interesting to learn different things. It is interesting to participate in different projects. It is so interesting to have a um, wide range of different activities that first of all, uh, enriching your brain and making you more powerful as professional. And also it is um, making your life more active and much more interesting. Mm.
I think it's, it's, uh, it's really beautiful, you know. For me, as a summary, I'm like, I have a Kaizen approach to life, continuous improvement, always develop, always grow. People are telling me they don't have time to read. I'm telling them, you know what? I don't like reading. I like listening to books. I'll listen to books in 15 minutes and I'll learn something new every day. I've changed industries so many times in life because I never really found that thing I love doing until I got into personal development. I got into events. I got into speaking and all this. And I think it's such a beautiful thing to, the way you said it, to be like in space, you had to learn to be able to replace each other, which is very deep and very profound actually, because in life you need to be able to help people around you by sometimes replacing them. You need to do it and, and like with your wife or husband in life. Sometimes if one is not well, you got to be able to, whether it's changing the diapers, doing the cooking, whatever it really is, you got to be able to support each other in partners. But in business, if one person is sick or they go on vacation or they leave the company, you need to be able to have those backup systems. And in a way, it also allows people to gain that motivation to learn a new skill, to be able to pick up, whether it's a soft skill or a hard skill, People need to have that motivation. What motivates you, Sergey? You know, you've been through some difficult times in life. I'm sure you might have had some difficult times out there in space. Maybe you could tell us a little story of something that happened in space that was difficult. And how did you maintain that motivation? How did you step out of that challenging mindset and, you know, step into the, the, the hero's journey? Uh, yeah, there were several periods in my life that uh, I was almost devastated. Um, just example, uh, I was selecting, uh, selected as astronaut in 2003. In 2005, uh, my boss uh, invited me and said, hey, Sergey, you're a nice guy, but you know, um, you will never fly. You have no zero <laughs> chances please start looking uh, for another job. In 2005, uh, after uh, the Columbia shuttle tragedy, our US partners um, decided that uh, they will stop the shuttle uh, program and they um, uh, bought all uh, seats in our Russian Soyuz spaceships, all science seats. So that was my seat. That was useful load of our Soyuz, mm -hmm. uh, getting scientists uh, uh, on board the station and then um, bringing them back. So um, I have no chances to fly as um, spaceship commander and uh, as a flight engineer because I have no engineering and no military background. Uh, so um, at that time, um, all my colleagues, all my uh, top managers, uh, even my family was uh, telling me constantly that, hey, Sergey, no chances. You're wasting your time. You will never fly. Look at your other friends. They're uh, doing their career. They're uh, buying new houses. They're growing. And you're, you're wasting your time. Uh, I had only one question that really helped me. Uh, question was, um, have I done everything that depends on me to succeed? It's okay when uh, you're not reaching your goal. It happens, okay. 
it can be really a harsh lesson for you, for you that you started new business, you have uh, um, big hopes and in, in, in result there was no luck because of something. It's okay. Mm. But the worst thing that if later you will realize that, okay, I could do it better. I could do another step and then it, it could work. So um, the only one question I was asking, um, what else I, I could do? And every time I was able to find something that, okay, I need to talk with, with another top manager is in the Russian space agency. I guarantee the result will be negative, but that's another step. I need to finally finish my PhD to prove that I am smart scientist. <laughs> I need to participate in Mars 500 experiment, for example, uh, to show that, well, I am a, a professional, respected commander. Uh, and suddenly all these things uh, got together and uh, it helped me to reach my goal. Uh, in space, uh, the main thing is that um, as a commander, uh, you need to understand that all crew members are looking at you. Um, if you are not sure what to do, if you are scared, if, if you are um, lost in your thoughts, they will feel it. <laughs> And this will influence their uh, professional work. This will influence the survival ability of the whole crew. So as commander, you should, uh, uh, you should be like sun, always uh, bringing some light and energy. Uh, okay, this is hard times, but I know what we're doing. I am sure you're professionals, you're able to solve these problems. Uh, because everyone is looking at you. And uh, so we, we had several emergencies on board the stations. And I, I would be honest, uh, each flight has several emergencies. Not always we're telling them to the journalists because it's internal space agencies uh, kitchen. <laughs> but uh, each, each flight has something. Uh, some of them are just uh, really small. Some of them are really, really serious. Uh, just example, uh, during first flight, I was, uh, I had to perform surgery on one of my US crew members to save his life. Uh, of course, we, we called Houston, Houston, we have a problem. Houston immediately disappeared from uh, from a com. So silence and no help and no advice. And uh, there are two ways. Uh, we immediately jump into our spacecraft and going back, or we're trying to perform surgery that was never done in a space flight. Of course, it's uh, private medical data, so I would not. Sorry, but what do you mean jump into your 
spacecraft and go back. How long would that take you? It's not like you're driving an hour back home. Well, it's uh, honestly, it's 40 minutes. Uh, really? Our, our spacecraft uh, is uh, uh, designed as a safety capsule. If something is going on board the station, uh, if you reach your spacecraft, okay, you are in safe haven. You're uh, you're able to go From back. This space, once you get into that spacecraft, down to land on Earth is forty minutes. Yes, uh, the That's main. That's cool. That's interesting information for all of us. The main thing uh, is that uh, you want to uh, to land into the. A special spot where safety team is waiting for of you. Of course, of and course. This will depend on the moment where you are uh, in this 90-minute orbit around uh, your planet. Hmm. But, for example, if we have fire or uh, something else, we're able to go, okay, uh, not in the sea, I want uh, any ground, any country, so it's 40 minutes and it's done. Wow. Yeah, you probably don't want to be landing in the ocean. That's not uh, that, <laughs> easy to find us. That could take a while. So that's amazing. And so, Sergey, you know, such situations that you've been through in, in spacecraft, you know, you were trained on how to deal with it, you were trained on potential situations. I guess some situations it's just instinct and it's just intuition. But what about now in life? You're back on Earth, you know, you're, 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 you're a father like many of us, you're a businessman, you're a speaker. How do you find motivation yourself when it's tough times sometimes? Um, when I was uh, a student, uh, my teachers uh, remembered me as a sunny student. This is sunny student. Yes. I am always smiling. I have this, uh, I don't know. Uh, I was grown up in this uh, positive energy uh, um, that's, that's really makes my life uh, interesting and positive. Which uh, is my... not really common in Russia. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> but, it's uh, very unique for all of our listeners who have not lived in Russia. To have a stunning student all smiling, that's very special. Uh, that's why that's why they noticed me and, and called me sunny student. Uh, also, I try to make my kids to think uh, the same way. Uh, positive person will be much more successful uh, in uh, anything that uh, he or she will do in their lives. So um, it's much easier to live uh, with a smile. It's much com uh, comfortable and nice to have such person nearby, for example. Um, so, um, personally, I do not have hard times now. I have uh, another challenge, another fun task that I am sure I will be able to solve, uh, a goal that I am sure I will be able to achieve because I have no borders. I need just sometimes um, plan. So uh, I have many friends and colleagues uh, that can help me give advice uh, uh, or support me just uh, psychologically. Hey, Sergey, you're great. Go ahead. And 
these simple words uh, sometimes uh, really help a lot. Um, I need to build my team and I'm working uh, with it. Uh, according to any project, I am uh, re redistributing the uh, redistributing uh, uh, responsibilities inside the team, redistributing zones of attention inside my team. Uh, because uh, I really value any of my crew members now <laughs> on ground, uh, any members of my team. So I, I'm trying to understand how they can uh, bring more uh, profit to the way we are working. So it's very, very clear that you're a self-motivated person who can quickly get motivation from people around you. Are there specific people out there right now in the world who are your role models? You, you love following them. They're amazing leaders. They're maybe astronauts or someone who's alive today, who you have an ambition maybe to meet or you want to have a relationship with them. Who are those people for you? Um, really, really nice question. I, I love it. Um, you know, I never had a person that uh, that is role model for me. I always um, uh, I was saying that uh, everyone that I meet in my life is bringing me uh, something new. Uh, for example, in school, uh, my classmates they never will know that they were sometimes example to me mm. i was thinking okay uh i should remember this situation i want to act like this guy or opposite way uh, i promise myself that i will remember this situation i will never do <laughs> like this person um i'm i read a lot uh i I meet really nice people. I uh, understand that uh, many of them are my role models and my teachers. And I'm like huge puzzle from a million uh, small pieces that each person is bringing this small puzzle and is example uh, to me. By the way, you're uh, my role model in some some ways that because we're we're doing the same thing and you're my teacher and uh, i i can name many 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 others uh, that are bringing little things that are helping me to th that are shaping me the way i am uh, now and i'm sure uh, i will be changing uh, in a few months in another person because i will meet another people and they will bring something else I love that. So to me, that, that's a really beautiful, beautiful answer. First of all, thank you for telling me that I'm someone that could add value to you. I, I love being able to add value to all people in society. But to me, it's a big part of this uh, networking goals. It's like, I love meeting people who are great, people who are thriving for more, people who are doing great things to the community, people who are constantly, constantly growing. And it's exactly what I did when COVID hit the world. And suddenly a multi-million dollar business that we've taken a, a decade to build stops. The first thing I did 
is I looked at those people in my life and I called them. I contacted people who I knew would not stop. I knew they love challenges. I knew like myself, they see COVID time as a gift to fix their company and fix their bodies and fix their house. And like, this is a gift. Oh my God, we suddenly have the like, the universe is giving all of us, all of humanity is getting the same gift at the same time, which is, I don't remember it ever happening before in, in the histories of even Bibles. I don't remember having anything like this being given to us. So your answer is very beautiful. I see that one of our colleagues here asking, do you know Peter Diamantis, who's a big fan of space who wants to send, have you met Peter? Yes. Yeah, uh, Peter, is, Peter is an absolutely amazing guy. What are your thoughts about him as a futurist? I've met him a few times and we, we're constantly speaking actually on WhatsApp about what's the next frontier with space? Uh, there are um, many really uh, brilliant thinkers and uh, uh, they, uh, they try to look uh, forward and they really they are creating the new era of space and new uh, new life of humanity um i never met uh, elon musk but i think this is also amazing person uh, that is looking um, beyond the borders um branson uh, bezos uh, these guys invest in space a lot and i am really happy that uh, finally we have absolutely new uh, markets in space a commercial space uh, companies that are building their uh, commercial spaceships uh, also boeing companies um, uh, really close to the first flight uh, Lockheed martin uh, is doing great job of blue origin uh, in few years if they will be thinking about safety in few years we will have um, absolutely another space industry mm. where you can uh, i don't know uh order spaceship and fly with your family on weekends uh i'm there. a huge believer on that you might think it's funny actually actually you tell me if you think this is a crazy goal or not you know when i look at my goals in life and i'm speaking in front of audiences i tell people that we should have different goals in life our personal goals, family goals, community goals, company goals, city goals, country goals, planet goals, and universal goals. My universal goals is in five years, this is not that far, in five years, I want to organize and host the first networking event in space. My crazy vision is either Bezos, Branson, Musk, one of these funny guys, you know, that, uh, you know, I'd like to meet. It's, it's just, it's a networking goal. I actually think you can meet all of them very easily and we could talk about that. I'd like for them to, to be in collaboration with them to organize a small, really beautiful spacecraft. We would take maybe about, uh, I'm thinking 50, 75 people. We would go up, we would have some sort of a canopy lunch, space food. We would do some brainstorming, some masterminding, some deep networking, looking at the planet. How are we making a difference in the planet? And we go back down and everybody drives home. Is that a crazy goal or is that unrealistic? What do you think? Uh, That's really my goal. I've been saying it for years. 
It is crazy goal, but it's uh, it's something that uh, maybe uh, I'm not sure that will be possible in five years, but I'm sure it it will be possible in 10, 15 years. Uh, and I'm personally looking forward to that time where uh, uh, the astronauts will be not uh, the only small group of exclusive people that are able to go up there and to see that, hey, our planet is international space station named Earth. Mm. And <laughs> we all are astronauts living on this huge spaceship floating in uh, in in a universe with many 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 other worlds and uh, we should start thinking like the crew of international space station taking care of our planets solving ecological problems removing borders uh, trying to support people with um, medical care and uh, uh, social projects, you know, I have many uh, social projects with uh, kids uh, here in Russia. And uh, um, going up there will definitely change your mind, change your global vision on, uh, on everything that is going on uh, here on our planet. Mm, such a beautiful answer. I know you have a, quite a few initiatives specifically supporting kids in Russia, and I love that. And you know, I'd like to ask you about that in a second, but just to finish with space, if you had another opportunity in your life in the next coming years, someone told you, you know, I don't know, uh, Elon reached out to you. Hey, Sergey, I heard about you from some common friends. Do you want to come up with me to Mars? I need, I, need, I need you for a couple of years. What would you say? I'm laughing because yesterday my youngest uh, kid uh, came to me. He's five years old, almost five years old, and said, uh, hey, Dad, I need a stone from the moon. <laughs> That's cool. Please uh, bring it to me. I, why? Um, you know, with this stone. It's a cool gift to ask for. Usually kids ask for chocolate when the father flies. Hey, Dad, go up to the moon and get me a rock. He read some uh, fairy tale book, and uh, there the hero of, of this book was flying all over the places with a stone from the moon. So uh, his dream is, uh, to, I, I answered him, um, you know, my friends, go to your mom and ask if she permits me <laughs> to go back there. <laughs> mm. So uh, I definitely will go to Mars without any permission. But uh, for now, I have so many projects here on Earth. So um, uh, this is not in my schedule for a few uh, years. Mm. Well, I, um, if, if one day we get an opportunity to go and have a, a weekend in Mars, like that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, or to have a week on the moon, it'd be interesting, I think, for all of us can you get a tan if you're on the moon? Um, you know, how hot does it, can, what, what would Shishlik look like on Mars? You know, things like that make a lot of us kind of think way outside of the box. And so another question that I see from one of our participants that's a little bit out there, you've been in space in recent months, the US Pentagon said, yes, we've been interacting with aliens. Do you believe in aliens? Uh, you know, yes, I do. But as scientists, 
I uh, realized that there are no proofs, no scientific proofs that there are some aliens. But uh, if we look at our sky from the Earth's surface, we will see approximately 2,000 uh, stars. When you are only 430 kilometers above our Earth's surface, you're able to see 8,000. So it's so many in other worlds. It's so many in other suns and, and planets. It should be something. It would be really, really upsetting that uh, if we will find that uh, humans are only one uh, uh, thinking- Intelligent uh, beings, of course. Being, yeah, living in the universe. Uh, definitely, it should be something. But for for this moment, uh, there are no scientific proofs, unfortunately. We had uh, somebody else ask us about the uh, Van Allen belt. Uh, is it is it possible? Have you gone through it, and is it possible to go through it safely? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, it is possible to go uh, through its sa uh, safety because uh, it's. Uh, the so-called of um, uh, radioactive uh, belts around our planet. Uh, but uh, there should be the special trajectory and there should be the special defense on uh, the future spaceships. Uh, spaceships. And uh, our engineers are working on uh, this. So they know this problem. All right. So our friend Julio, if you want to go after space, just make sure you have a really, really good protection and whatever spaceship you or one of your friends will finance. Absolutely amazing. So, you know, just we have a little bit more time here before we kind of jump just on the, the Zoom call with some of our VIP participants for some questions from them. But if there is that one question that you've enjoyed the most to get from the hundreds of speeches that you've done, what is that question that you personally enjoyed getting and can you share with us the answer? Uh, one of uh, it's it's really stupid question. Uh, um, um, what is the smell of space? And um, I will be honest. I was asking myself, okay, is there is any way uh, how I can um, check what is smell of the outer space? Mm -hmm. uh, it's not possible to open the window. It's not uh, possible to um, <laughs> to open the glass in your uh, spacesuit, uh, but uh, we found out that it's possible to feel the smell after spacewalks. And uh, I had four spacewalks in my career. Uh, in this, in that module uh, that we were using to go out and go in. Uh, you can feel this uh, strange uh, smell. It's a uh, smell of uh, burning metal. Uh, really, really special smell. Or um, smell uh, like one US astronaut said that it's smell of uh, stopping train. When it's emergency stop and you can, you can feel the smell. So this is smell of outer space <laughs> that is 
Very interesting. I gotta say, ladies and gentlemen, I was not expecting this question. Super, super interesting. Burning smell, I guess, moving stars, things are moving around, something is burning up there. I don't know, wow, that's super. Yeah, I have to Google that one to learn more about that. That's really super interesting. Now, my last real, real question is connected to your book. You've just launched it in English, in English, Space Leadership. Can you give us a little taste about that? Give us, what is that all about? And where, I guess people could find it on Amazon, but give me a little bit of a taste about what Space Leadership is all about. Um, I'm telling uh, in this book uh, what I'm telling usually on my uh, presentation talks, uh, how, how to reach your goal when you have no chances how to work with your team when uh, you're not selecting your crew members, but your life will depend on them. It's uh, the same question uh, uh, that uh, most of uh, businessmen are asking uh, when they're not able to select, for example, we're not uh, sometimes uh, are able to select our partners in business or to select our clients we're not able to select our crew members, but our life will depend on them. How to solve conflicts, how to build this internal relationship, uh, because we're all different. We're all uh, from different countries with different mentalities. It's so difficult. It's, uh, it's all difficult from the first glance, but then uh, understanding this system, you're able to, to build uh, really, really, great team. Um, I'm telling about um, the corporate safety culture. It's also really important for the companies uh, who are producing or um, digging for some uh, resources, um, space approaches for the corporate uh, safety culture. Uh, safety is one of uh, the biggest priorities uh, in uh, space industry. So we have uh, many lessons learned from uh, NASA experiments, experience from uh, Russian and Soviet experience. And uh, so uh, there are really interesting approaches uh, that I was able to find uh, in analyzing our training and analyzing how our engineers are working. And, uh, and many other things, uh, working in uh, stress conditions, um, uh, trying to survive when uh, some unpredicted emergency is happening, what should be first steps. Uh, by the way, uh, this is my uh, fourth book. I am finishing my fifth book, uh, and it will be published both in Russia and in uh, uh, United States because uh, it's international uh, booking company, uh, book company, and um, uh, it's special book for kids. Uh, I'm now working for uh, uh, working on uh, the, the Russian version of space leadership, and uh, at the same time uh, start started writing sixth book. Uh, I have many ideas, <laughs> not enough time, but many ideas. <laughs> amazing, amazing. So, Sergey, if, if our friends and community members, a very big network that's going to be watching this, 
if they want to work with you, if they want to support you, if they want to engage you, I know you're an incredible speaker and people could reach to you on your website, but if people want to somehow support you, I know that you're, you're supporting some incredible foundations. What's the best way that people can add value to you and maybe build a relationship with you? Um, I am uh, open for any ideas and proposals and I'm uh, uh, active uh, in uh, Facebook and uh, Instagram. Um, my social project uh, uh, that's, that I am doing here in Russia is uh, uh, educating kids and in my organization now we have more than 2 million kids uh, at the moment. Um, the main priority is uh, volunteering projects, ecological projects, uh, historical, cultural uh, projects to to enrich their view of uh, the world that surrounds them, um, to establish this uh, really valuable priorities in their lives that they should take care of others, take care of nature, and so on. So um, I'm open for any ideas and uh, you're welcome to uh, write me anywhere. Fabulous. Well, Sergey, all of our friends on, uh, on Zoom are going to be with us for a little while longer to ask you some questions. These are our dear friends and our VIPs, but everyone else online, wherever you're watching this, thank you so much for joining Sergey Rozanski, the one and only and absolutely incredible man. I've really, really enjoyed this. I hope everyone else is going to check out his book, check out his, link, his LinkedIn, his Facebook, his Instagram profile. I think he's the only Sergei Rezansky astronaut in the world, if I'm not mistaken. Probably not. Probably the only one. So please reach out to him. Sergei, thank you once again. Please stay on, on Zoom with us. Everyone on Facebook and everywhere else online, thank you so much. We'll see you soon.